Soulful Sparks Radio. Because sometimes all you need is a gentle nudge, a kind word to keep your flame alive. Are you ready to make a free choice to shine your light into the world? Hi, I'm Soulful Wizardess, Marta Stenberger, and you're listening to Soulful Sparks Radio. Welcome. Let's begin with my soulful verse for this week, a combined Soulful Week 8 and Soulful Week 9, inspired by Rudolf Steiner's Calendar of the Soul. Beauty of nature's creations brings joy to human senses. I let go of the rigid reason to merge with living vibrations. I must quiet my earthly thinking to allow my highest self be one with my soul. When I let go of my narrow will, I can allow the bright sun imbue my soul with light. I choose to venture into the unknown realms of light and trust my intuition. Oh, lose thyself to find thyself. If you'd like to see the image that goes with this week's verse, visit the Soulful Sparks of Inspiration online at soulfulsparks.hamoves.net soulfulsparks.hamoves.net Today I would like to talk about the sun's sojourn in Gemini. The sun entered the house of Gemini on May 20th. Let's look at Gemini. Actually, Gemini and Mercury. Gemini and Mercury reflect the sun's light in outreaching yellow rays of anticipation. They are both good communicators. Mercury with its quicksilver tongue and Gemini with bright, enthusiastic exchange of ideas. Throughout the year, yellow vibes are strong every Wednesday, the day of Mercury. And every year between May 20th and June 21st, As the sun passes through the constellation of the twins, the yellow influence is extra powerful. The planetary being Mercury, the messenger, eager to connect the heavens and the earth, and the master of coordination, offers us the sense of I am with the sound of E. 
Mercury provides the forces for capacities of intellect and reason, coordinative knowledge and mental activity, according to Rudolf Steiner. But the messenger slows down three to four times a year for about three weeks each time. He invites us to turn our thinking capacities inwards. There are still two sets of Mercury and its backward motion awaiting us this year. From August 12th to September 5th, and from December 3rd through December 22nd. I know it's still far away, but because Gemini, Gemini and Mercury share this bright yellow light, I'm talking about Mercury right now, and if we talk about Mercury, we, ne we have to mention the Mercury retrograde. So again, um, the two remaining Mercury retrogrades this year are from August 12th to September 5th and from December 3rd through December 22nd. Now, what are we to do during this retrograde period in general? Well, we need to review our steps every once in a while to make sure that we are still following the right path, meaning the path that we have chosen, the path that is right for us at this particular moment. So during the retrograde periods, Mercury retrograde periods, it's a good time to pay attention to what emotions come up, sometimes as if out of the blue. We take time to process them and become a little more conscious about their underlying reasons. If you manage to guide your thoughts just right in sudden, during sudden, unexpected challenges, you will acquire new insights and skills for the journey ahead. Now, the vowel E corresponds to the seventh tone of the scale, the tone of B in the C scale, or T in solfeggio. Perhaps you all remember the song Doremi uh, from the movie Sound of Music. I'm not a singer, so forgive me, but you know, that's how it goes. And Judy Andrews says for the um, tone B, she says T, a drink with jam and bread. So that's her line through which she teaches these children to remember the T sound uh, in the scale. The seventh interval is the vibrational space between the B 
the next C. In the seventh interval, when we do the Eurythmy gestures, the tips of the fingers move quickly, eager to reach the octave, which is just a half tone away. So really, really like it. The sensation is all in the tips of, of the fingers in Eurythmy for the seventh. It's right all over the place. It's yellow, just wants to go eager, eager to reach the rewards of completion in the octave. The English expression at sixties and sevenths, sixties and sevenths, describes one aspect of this sensation. The nervousness that comes when we are tight with time or filled with anxieties and worries. But there is also a more positive side, the poise, meaning being alert and ready to finish the projects on time, but in peace. Just imagine an English lady drinking her afternoon tea with the fingers positioned just so when she lifts the cup to her mouth. You know, that's is that alertness, the poise, observing and everything, knowing just everything is just there, just without any nervousness. That's that positive sensation of E or the sound, the tone uh, B in the C scale. So it's up to us to choose worry or poise. I know it's always so easy to say these things. It's up to you to choose whether you're going to be all worried or whether you're going to be calm but alert. It's not easy, but the choice is ours, and it's it's good. It 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 makes it easier if we know that we do have two choices, right? Even when we are very nervous or anxious, it's just the glimpse of a thought that you know perhaps I can just take a deep breath, pause for a second. And perhaps I can find just the right poise to move ahead. So this was about Mercury. Now let's look at the Gemini. Gemini is bright, the constellation of the stars of Gemini, the, the spiritual being of Gemini. is bright and reflects the sunlight in outreaching yellow rays of anticipation and offers humanity the gift of the consonant as in human and as in happy. Happy is a breathing out, human is the breathing in for the sound, the H marked as age in English language. The cosmic being, Gemini, helps us be aware of our surroundings. Like a ship 
captain, standing at the wheel, observing the calm sea at the sunrise. That's the feeling behind the Eurythmy gesture for Gemini. As if it is, as I said, a ship, a ship captain standing at the wheel, observing the calm sea. Calm, poised, yet ready if any disturbance may happen so that he or she may stir the ship just in the right direction. The star constellation of Gemini is often called twins, reflecting the double-sided aspects of our nature, the conscious and the unconscious. The conscious and the unconscious need to know each other. The enlightening yellow helps us see the darker corners of our inner chambers. It is important to openly communicate with odd creatures of uncomfortable emotions and issues hiding in various crooks and crannies of our psyche. The compassionate yet objective exchange may facilitate our efforts as we are striving for the balance within. When I said the word exchange just now, I meant communication. Communication with the conscious and the unconscious within me, as well as the ability to be open, to listen, to the other person who is communicating with his or her conscious and unconscious. You know, and sometimes sometimes it's perhaps easier to see certain unconscious aspects in the other person because this unconscious sometimes comes through in a particular unconscious gesture that the person is not aware of, but the observer sees it, right? And when we have this um, space among people, among friends, where the so-called sacred conversation can happen, we can hold the space for the other to express her or himself and then we switch it around so that the other holds space for me to express myself and to search, to ask questions. I just recently went to um, a talk by Lynn Jerry Ho. And we did some of the sacred conversation practice. Um, it's, it's a nice practice. So if you're interested, just Google uh, Lynn Jerry Ho and you will find her 
blog and her website, you can always uh, just contact me and I'll send you the links. It's, a, it's an interesting approach um, out of anthroposophy. Um, and yes, I, I am very much inspired by um, her suggestion of sacred conversation. It can happen, it can happen anywhere, um, not just among friends, uh, not just among um, spouses, um, but also among um, work colleagues. Sometimes actually it can happen, I think, even if the other person does not even know about it. You know, if I am prepared each time I enter into conversation as if I am entering into the full both-sided sacred conversation, it actually eases the flow. You know, if I am prepared to hold the space and to listen to the other person while at the same time holding the space for myself if the other person is not willing or not aware or familiar with this process. Well, because if I am prepared to listen, if I am prepared to be open to what comes up from the other person and then also find the uprightness and calmness within me, that's a huge step towards um, effective communication. Now, I suggested before that the yellows of Gemini can lighten up the dark corners of our inner chambers so that we can turn the darkness, the dark areas within ourselves, and we all have those, so we can turn them into the freedom that the inner light offers. Because once we see what's there, once we shine light on it, once we are ready to look at one of those unconscious aspects, then we are free to choose. We are freer to choose. I would like to share with you one of my poems just as an inspiration. I wrote it years back. It was uh, an exercise, an attempt to put together a sonnet, a Shakespearean sonnet. So that's the form of it. So let's listen to it. When morning birds peck at my frazzled nerves, their flutter stomps me deep into a silver cage. When sun on the clear blue sky above burns my brain and I, I beg, I scream in rage for clouds to cover up this gorgeous day to joy, to comfort me in restless pain. When empty golden room beyond its bay, beyond its limit, into mind extends. And I know neither how, nor where, nor will I escape, frozen, glued amidst 
alive. When mirror shows my eyes a sparkless ill. When smile becomes a frown and laugh a cry. Then, oh then, my dear lover, take me. Let's merge with the soul's rainbow and glee. So this was just one example of turning that darkness around. And the lover that I mentioned, you know, it can be a physical person, but it's more often the cosmic lover. The merging with your higher self, opening up your crown chakra, opening up your column of light, the exercise for which we will do at the end of the show today. Um, it's, it's the merging with your cosmic lover, with your higher self, so that you are imbued with cosmic light, which nourishes your inner soul so that you have hope again to move forward when things are dark around you. So now I have a question for you, all of you. Are you ready to make a free choice to shine your light into the world? Think for a moment and, you know, write it down or, you know, let it, let it permeate your being and see what comes up in your dreams or um, tomorrow morning when you wake up. So what else can the esoteric wisdom of Gemini teach us? During the time of Sun's visit with the twins, it's the time to brighten up and rejoice in life just as it is. Yes, I mean right now. We are. We are imbued with the bright rays that come through the Gemini. So it's time right now, no matter where you are, no matter what your situation is, it's time right now to brighten up and to rejoice in life just as it is. Spiritual research undertaken by Rudolf Steiner offers us additional guidance for each month. He wrote verses for each month of the year so that we can begin to tune in better into what wisdom a particular constellation of the stars can give us as the sun visited so let's learn with the sun the moon and the five major planets have to say as they speak through the vibrations of the stars of the twins i will read um, the verse for the mood of gemini in english uh, translation it's um, translation done by earth and Hans Busch. Reveal yourself 
the life of the sun. Stir up what tends to rest. Embrace what desires to strive towards a mighty prevailing of life, towards a blessed knowing of worlds, towards a fruitful maturing of growth. O life of the sun, endure. The first line is always spoken by the sun. And the sun says, reveal yourself the life of the sun. Right? So it's as if as if we actually have the double sun right here. One is speaking and it's addressing the other side of you. It's you know, it happens with us as well. You know, we are the experiencer as well as the observer. We are the observed and the observer. So, reveal thyself to me, my life. Right? That's basically what he says. Or she's, he or she. Um, let's keep both. Feminine masculine aspect of the sun alive. I know normally it's a he. But um, in some cultures, sun, the sun, it's not a god, it's a goddess. So the sun is asking him herself to reveal her his own life. To him herself, right? Reve reveal yourself, life of the sun, says the sun. Self it's about self-exploration, right? Then we have Venus, who says, stir up what tends to rest. Stir up what tends to rest. We normally think of Venus as just this um, la loving being, but she is the one who says, stir up what tends to rest. Venus is the goddess of love. Um, and yes, You know, love, on any level, it's not, it's not just about pleasure and being at peace. Love can stir things up, can stir up those things that have become passive. The things that just want to sleep, oh, I don't want to do that. So stir up what needs to, sorry, stir up what tends to rest. So basically, wake up with a sleep, right? That's what this is all about. Love awakens in us 
the dormant part of who we are. When we are permeated, permeated in, with love, when we actually are in love in, in regular life, there is this um, courage that comes with it so that we dare to enter the unknown and the unknown is the other is the other in the other person as well as the other in ourselves the other meaning like hidden aspects of ourselves that we haven't looked at yet so sun and venus are in conjunction here right sun wants to know him herself better and and Venus nods and says, yeah, in order to do that, you need to stir up what stands to rest. Then Mercury says, embrace what desires to strive. So embrace your desires. Embrace your desires that, 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 that are that want to go something, that they're eager, eager to go something. So there is a touch of eagerness in this line by Mercury. And Mercury says, embrace. Yellow Mercury, messenger, silver tongue speaker says, embrace. Because, um, you know, Venus and Mercury do to work in conjunction. Um, you know, Venus, the color of Venus is green, and green has yellow in it, right? You know, and, um, before we enter into the into the green of Cancer, which follows Gemini, we first have yellow of Gemini, and then after that we have Leo which is blue, light blue. And Venus and Cancer share green. Yeah? So Mercury, embrace what desires to strive. You know, look at it. The parts within you are eager to do something. What, what dreams woken up and need to consciously give them more light so that they can go on towards a mighty prevailing of life continues Mars so what's within you strive to live to really live to engage with life as the red Mars. You know, Mars is about perseverance. Mars is really not just about, you know, aggression, let's just say the word. You know, sometimes we equate certain colors to certain expressions that we can observe around us. You know, each color has positive and negative aspects. As each planet has has 
bright and dark side. And sometimes I just feel that with Mars, I would just overemphasize the aggression. You know, if you look at the Eurythmy gesture for the color red, it's really about holding up. I mean, what it is, it's the ties are very engaged. You're really firmly standing on the ground with perseverance, strength. And the arms go all the way up with the palms bended toward the sky. So it's really the image of Atlas, the Greek being Atlas, holding the earth, the earth in his hands. I mean, that's what red Eurythmy gesture is. When you, when you just, when you paint with red color, just exercise of painting the red on its own, it forms. It forms. It likes to form round shapes. Yeah? Yellow just wants to go all over the place and just disappear off the page. But red is more, it forms. Red is also the color of life. Human blood is red. Yeah? Towards a blessed knowing of worlds, says Jupiter. So the desires to strive towards a blessed knowing of worlds. Jupiter is a benevolent leader, orange. Um, it's the blessing. It's the encouragement to expand and, and explore and learn about other worlds. And, you know, each one of us is a world of our own, a species of our own. So, you know, I am my own world, and so are you. And it's a huge world. I'm still exploring my own world. But at the same time, we need to be open to learn more about the world of the other person. I mean, if we just started with that, engaging in sacred conversations with another person, or in a small or in small groups, so that we practice this expansion and entering into each other's world, you know, within limits, of course. You know, like, like really, really good friends can enter deeper. Ideally, um, spouses and um, people in intimate relationships, meaning uh, in people in intimate relationships, meaning um, couples of all sorts, you know, they have a chance 
to enter each other world the strongest, the deepest, if, if they are ready for it. There needs to be lots of respect and listening. You know, in the workplace, entering into each other's worlds, it's not going to be that deep, but some flow of energy between my world and the world of my co-worker needs to happen. Because we are not machines. You know, yes, you can stack several computers you know, next to each other and they will all work and they are connected in a, through wires in strange ways. You know, that's machinery. That's not who we are. We are a flow of energy. Hopefully, more conscious than unconscious. Yeah? Towards a fruitful maturing of growth concludes Saturn. That's the conclusion of this long sentence. So Saturn invites us to strive towards fruitful maturing of growth. So whatever seeds are inside of us, whatever ideas come up, whatever dreams, whatever dreams we have, that we are able to consciously guide them to maturation so that the project is done, a performance is successfully performed on stage. A book is written and reaches the audience. In order to mature in a fruitful way so that we can have the harvest and enjoy the harvest, and enjoy the harvest, we need to be cautious. And peaceful, taking one step at a time, knowing ourselves, communicating with others. It's lots of work. But when it works, it's wonderful. And when you have good friends, when an intimate relationship really clicks, when the workplace flows beautifully. It feels good. And that's what we that's what we are after, aren't we? And then the moon ends this verse saying, O life of the sun, endure. So moon is encouraging the sun to keep on shining. Because moon holds the past memories. The moon knows that things can be difficult, that lights can be extinguished. Not completely. I think that there is always a spark.
spark of light somewhere, no matter how dark anything gets. There's always a spark of light available that we can reignite it. But Moon knows about that. And she encourages the sun, endure, endure with your brightness. Very encouraging verse. Encouraging us really to, and, and yes, encouraging us to, to lighten up and to prepare for the summer. Because in less than three weeks, we will actually enter the summer. Summer solstice is on June 21st. And we need to prepare for that so that we are ready for the communion with the spirit during the summer months. Now, let's look at what the heavens has in store for us during these four weeks of Gemini, meaning the dance of the planets and the sun and the moon is always slightly different from year to year. Um, and that gives us a different flow of energy to work with while pondering this esoteric insight that I just read and interpreted my own interpretation of the Steiner. So the first week of the Gemini was from May 20th through May 27th. That was Soulful Week 6. Uh, again, as I mentioned at the beginning, um, you know, every week I read out of um, Soulful Sparks of Inspiration, uh, which is my own weekly verse, but inspired by Rudolf Steiner's Calendar of the Soul. So the the numbering of these soulful weeks, as I call them, uh, is according to Steiner. Um, and then I also give a title to each of my verses. Uh, so these titles are going to be coming out of that. And um, you can always look at the uh, past issues um, of the verses, um, as well as my articles that go with it um, under soulful sparks of inspiration dot moves dot net. Um, what I was um, talking about earlier this evening about Gemini in Mercury that uh, will be posted um, as um, the Gemini, the wisdom of Gemini. Um, blog on or post on Eurythmy Musings, um, which is uh, www.hamoves.net and then go under Eurythmy Musings. So let's see, the first week of Gemini was uh, May 20th to 27th. It was about first steps into, into the expansion to go beyond our narrow limits. Um, that this was encouraged by the new moon on May 25th, which actually was in Gemini. So in a way, it probably didn't feel to us until the new moon on the 25th that the sun has entered Gemini, according to traditional astrology. 
so um, during that first week and with the new moon, uh, the yellow Gemini energies slowly started to permeating and entering the earth this year to help us, to inspire us to arise from our own self-imposed narrowness. Yeah, I mean, we always, that's so interesting, we always try to stop ourselves, consciously or unconsciously. Now, there are all these limits and narrowness that we impose on ourselves because we're scared. We all are scared. We don't want to be hurt. Um, and I talk more about that if you have been listening to uh, my shows for a while. I talked about that uh, in um, when I talked about the ERO, um, the ERO exercise, when I went into depth into it. Um, you can still listen to it. It's, um, it's part of the archives. And whenever I give the lecture on EAO, I go into this depth, how we limit ourselves because we are scared. Now, the second week of Gemini was last week. That's a soulful week seven from May 28th through June 3rd. And it was all about tuning into intuition. The moon was waxing last week. It was going from Cancer through Leo and Virgo. And if we listened carefully in the quiet of our hearts, we have probably received some poignant insights and advice from the spiritual world. So that we are ready so that we were ready to enter Sunday, June 4th, the Whitsun. The Whitsun Sunday is the day to remember that the Christ disciples received the gift of tongues of, or the gift of communication from the Holy Spirit. And we can all receive these gifts if we are open. And the moon was transitioning from Libra into Scorpio on June 4th. Which means that the insights we perhaps received today, yesterday, the day before or even tomorrow, we're likely to come from the depths of the labyrinth of the emotion. This week, the third week of Gemini, starting June 4th on Whitsun through June 10th, it's all about explorations, explorations in joy, while daring to explore. The waxing moon this week actually spent quite, quite some time in Scorpio and then in Sagittarius. You know, sometimes the moon goes from one from 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 one um, star constellation into another quicker, sometimes slower. Um, right now, this week, it's 
going to be between Scorpio and Sagittarius, a little longer than usual. Then this coming Friday on June 9th, we have the full moon, um, sometimes also called the full rose moon in Sagittarius. I like to call Sagittarius the guardian of the threshold. Um, I see Sagittarius as the cosmic being who knows the answers, who knows how to part the veils to get the answers, who also knows not just how to part the veils, but also, who also knows how to cut the brambles, the branches that are obscuring the entrance. To what needs to be revealed. So you can you can expect an intense week between June fourth and June tenth this year. Again, dare to explore. Don't get bogged down by shadows. Allow the brightness of the sun in Gemini show the way. In joy. Also enjoy, but enjoy in joy. Yes, we all need crumbs of joy to thrive. Ask yourself a question. What are yours? What are yours daily crumbs of joy that keep you going? If you have pets, it can be as simple as, you know, Petting your cat or a dog. It can be, you know, taking like a few minutes longer to drink your coffee or tea in the morning and just notice the, the beautiful greenery outside. You know, small things like that that give you this, ah, oh, how beautiful, how wonderful. You know, even, even if things are difficult, those little sparks keep you going. Now, the fourth week of Gemini, that's also week 10, is going to be from June 11th through 17th. It's about being embraced by the Spirit, about being getting ready to be embraced by the Spirit, being ready for the summer, summer solstice. Um, during the last week of Gemini this year, the moon is going to be waning, visiting Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. The week will be calmer. So this coming week is a little bit more intense emotionally, but then things will calm down. So that's... Um, and in that calmer week, um, do do allow yourself to be embraced by the Spirit, to be inspired, because perhaps new ideas will percolate up at the end of that last week in Gemini before the summer solstice. That's going to be time to expand beyond your narrow self-imposed limits. I do encourage you to take a few moments each day, or at least once a week, 
and write down in your journal the current sensations that arise in you, as well as the memories of the experiences you've had in the past year, past years, during the month of Gemini. Observe if you tend to be ready to let go, be free and shine as the summer approaches, or are you drawn in to hide your pain and suffering? Write down in your journal the memories and the sensations that arise. The influence of the Gemini energies may be stronger for you if any part of your name contains the consonant H, as in happy or human, so or or if your sun, moon, or any of the five main planets in your birth chart are in the sign of Gemini. You can deepen this exploration by preparing yourself with the ERO Harmonious Movement Meditation and then following with the Eurythmy Esoteric Consonants Meditation. I have prepared both of them. This is all out of Rudolf Steiner's work, but it's my, um, my rendition of it, my preparation of it. And these both meditations are available for free. You can receive them under Soulful Tools on my website at www.hamoves.net. The Esoteric Consonant Meditation um, is also a preparation um, for you if uh, you would like to work with dynamic name Mandala, um, which is analysis of your name and birth chart that I uh, created. And I offer this analysis for individuals, for couples, and for groups. For more information about dynamic name Mandela, astrology in your name, visit my website again at uh, www.hamoves.net. Go under Soulful Tools and then scroll down to dynamic name Mandela. Um, and the page will open up with um, additional information. We have come to the end of um, today's show, so it's time to go through the EAO Harmonious Movement Meditation. The EAO Movement Meditation it is the first Eurythmy exercise given by Rudolf Steiner to Lori Meyer-Smith in September of 1912 in Munich, Germany. From Hawaiian shamanism, we learn that Iao is the sacred name for the infinite light, the light of the world. The ancient Gnostic text, Pistis Sophia, informs us that the resurrected Christ and his disciples used the invocation E-R-O 
to call upon the boundless light of the universe. Some contemporary practitioners of Rosicrucian wisdom use E-R-O as a chanting, as a voice chanting meditation. However, in Eurythmy, we use E-R-O as a movement meditation. That, that little addition, the little advancement in spiritual practice that Rudolf Steiner introduced to go from the voicing into the movement so that our whole body becomes the larynx, not just our vocal cords. I invite you to stand up, uh, or you can also sit in the upright position. Um, if you cannot do either of those, then you can also just lie down and imagine the uprightness. So, be in a comfortable upright position, feet slightly apart, arms loose, by your side. Imagine you're in your own column of light that connects the highest source of cosmic love in the heavens and the deepest source of cosmic life in the core of the earth. Keep your feet on the ground and gently shift your weight to the balls of your feet. As above, so below, we are standing upright between the heavens and the core of the earth. This is the sound of Gently shift the weight onto your heels while keeping the whole foot on the ground. Lean back slightly, touching the back of your column of light with the back of your head, allowing the angels to support you and take off any burdens you may be carrying. We lean back in awe of creation and trust the forces of light, light, love, to support us. This is the sound of ah. Slowly and gently shift the weight onto your toes while still keeping the whole foot on the ground. Lean slightly forward, touching the front of your column of light with the top of your forehead. The angels are embracing you from behind while you soften your chest and heart, imagining your soul embracing you inside. We stand in the circle of humanity, together embracing the planet Earth, each other, nature around us, all there is.
This is the sound of Gently return to your natural upright position, weight evenly distributed through your whole foot, and let go a little bit. We'll do this exercise twice more. Find your uprightness again. Standing in this wonderful column of light with your own. Shift the weight to the balls of your feet. Shift your weight slightly to your heels. Open your back. Your whole foot stays on the floor. As above, so below, we are standing upright between the heavens and the core of the earth. Shift the weight to your heels, the whole foot stays on the floor. We lean back in awe of creation and trust. The forces of light, love, life to support us. Shift your weight to your toes. The whole foot stays on the ground. Everything softens. We stand in the circle of humanity together embracing the planet Earth, each other, nature around us, all there is. Gently return to your neutral, upright position, weight evenly distributed through your whole foot. You are standing as a human being on earth, connected to your highest self who protects and guides you always. Fold your arms across your chest in reverence to seal in and protect the benefits of this harmonious movement meditation. Slowly let go and 
sit down if you are standing. I encourage you to practice the EAO Harmonious Movement Meditation daily. You can receive the written and audio guided meditation for free if you subscribe to my free newsletters. Go to my website www.hamoves.net and go under Soulful Tools. And let me know how this harmonious movement meditation feels for you. If you'd like to experience harmonious movement, eurythmies, and dynamically mandala in person, come to my Eurythmy lecture and workshop series at Anthroposophical Branch in New York City. The next one will be at the end of this week, on June 9th and 10th, with a Friday evening lecture and Saturday afternoon movement session. On Friday evening, you'll also have a rare chance to see a Eurythmy choreography in New York City. I'll perform a short poem by Mark Nepal in Eurythmy as the opening for the lecture evening. For more information, visit my website www.hamoves.net and this time go under events. Rudolf Steiner wrote, We demand a lot from life, but we live past one another. Let's change that. Let's engage in mindful connection with others through the warmth of the human heart. Tune into the wisdom of your soul. Nurture your life forces with harmonious movement art of Eurythmy. A spiritual practice, a healing art, and a creative expression. Let's walk consciously on the earth. Let's move in harmony. Thank you for listening to the Soulful Sparks Radio and tune in again next Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Have a wonderful week. Soulful blessings to all. Because sometimes all you need is a gentle nudge, a kind word, to keep your flame alive.